from Fox 8 Sports. You're listening to Fox 8 Overtime. Welcome into the Black and Gold Review Show. Deuce McAllister, Sean Vazan. I'm Juan Kincaid. And who says the Saints cannot run the ball without Alvin Kamara? Who said that? We didn't say that. You didn't say it? <laughs> I didn't say it. We've been waiting for the opportunity yep. just for Latavius to get that opportunity, and uh, he kind of showed it. And, and so I know the fans were, oh, he's a bust. They were impatient with him, but he just needs the opportunity. All he needed, a little opportunity, took advantage. Yeah, looked like his old self back in Minnesota. All right, get you right to the headlines. Let's talk about tonight. Headline number one, rinse, wash, repeat. The opponent may change, but the method at which the Saints go about getting wins does not take care of the ball on offense, make opposing teams offensive one-dimensional, and do something special on special teams. It's the way this team has won five in a row, and it's a script that going forward, whether they have Breeze or not, you follow the script, right? I agree with you. I mean, it's impressive to see how they're able to generate the pressure, you know, with the front four or bringing the package. We saw them use kind of the double A blitzes in the A gap a couple of times, and they've had success doing that. But, you know, when you talk about it just from a special team standpoint, if the, the phantom hole call it made, you know, yeah. this, this is really, really outstanding. And, and how about this? Hats off to Will Lutz. NFL record, 36 yeah. made field goals as far as, uh, in the regular season, uh, um, that's impressive. Yeah. And I think it was uh, on the road, road yeah. it, on the road is which, you know, it, it really, uh, where that came through. Now, after he made it, missed two. he missed two. Right. <laughs> but, hey, you'll still take it. Pressure was off. 35 in a row for him. To be that good on the road, it shows something about Will Lodge. But, again, you've got, the, you've got the perfect script here for winning games, no matter where you are. Look, this is how you win games without a Hall of Fame quarterback. You've got a, a steady quarterback. I call him Steady Teddy because he comes in, Calms the waters. He's, uh, you know, he makes the right decisions. Doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, they ran the football. This is a throwback style of game. Saints used a lot of heavy personnel. They used a lot of fullbacks. Uh, and then defensively, what else can you say? I mean, they just they they, they step up every single week. In this five-game win streak. That's the one constant. Special teams look. They didn't have their best day at the office, but they did make some big plays on special teams. You're right. Headline number two: No hurry with Murray. Latavius Murray, fantastic in this game. Again, who needs Alva Kamara right now? Let him rest. Let him get healthy. You've got Latavius Murray putting up triple-digit rushing numbers. 27 carries, 119 rushing, a couple of scores. Games like Sunday are the reason why you brought him here. I agree with you 100%. And he had his most success running inside behind the center of the guards. And I thought really early on, his first series, he was probably a little bit high. And, you know, when I mean by high is running too high up, mm -hmm. shoulder pads. After that first series, he got his shoulder pads down, and you see him put his foot into the ground, and he basically punished the defenders. You know, the last couple of weeks, you've seen him almost turn his whole body around and just continue to drive the legs, and those defenders did not want to see him anymore. Always falls forward, yeah. too. Get those extra two or three yards by falling forward. You know, went back and charted his runs. Overwhelming majority of them came in heavy personnel packages with a fullback or an extra uh, offensive lineman. He works great with a quarterback under center uh, and just keep going downhill. Those a couple of tosses that they ran to the outside did not work when they kept it between the tackles and they kept giving him the ball. 27 carries is a lot of carries. He got a lot of that in the second half. That's where he really shines as a player. You don't always get that within this offense, but to a man, Everyone in that locker room, Latavius Murray included, said none of what they did offensively would have been possible without the unbelievable effort by the offensive line. Amazing how soft the Bears looked in the belly. Maybe they missed Akeem Hicks? Yes. There's no maybe to it. They yeah. definitely missed <laughs> yeah, Akeem no Hicks, and so the Saints definitely took advantage of it. 
All right, headline number three, monsters of the midway normally associated with the Bears. Not this time. The real monsters were the Saints defense, which made the Bears offense look pedestrian. They allowed only 17 yards rushing. They only ran it seven times. So Mitch Trubisky, the quarterback, ordinary in the pocket, sacked twice. The defense forced to recover a couple turnovers. The Bears defense wasn't the most physical defense on the field on Sunday. And I don't think anybody would have said that going into this game before the 325 kickoff. I would agree with you. I don't think anybody would have said the Saints would have showed up defensively like they did. Everybody was saying, hey, look, this is the Bears. They're going to bounce back. They had a bad game in London. Uh, we'll show you who we are. And from the initial snap, the Saints came ready to play. And when I mean ready to play, they forced Mr. Trubisky into some missed throws. His footwork was not very clean. Offensive line play, you didn't have the overall abundant amount of sacks, but they had pressure all day. And Trubisky basically just lobbed it up, just throwing it up. I'm getting it out of my hand. You know, if I'm a Bears fan, I'm a little uh, confused as to what kind of offense you actually have. I mean, there was a lot of – it didn't feel like there was any philosophy, no. just kind of a bunch of random yeah, plays no to rhythm. the flat. It really was uh, not, a, not an impressive outing. But the Saints defense, they only uh, were on the field for 22 minutes, 2 of 12 third downs, uh, did not allow a single uh, rushing first down, only allowed 17 rushing yards, but the Bears only ran the ball seven times. It wasn't like it was crazy. down 30 points at the beginning of the game. I mean, they, didn't, they didn't pull away to the second half. So they took advantage of some questionable decisions by their coaching staff and took advantage of an offensive line that, frankly, they were better than. Deuce, you've played against the Bears back in your playing day. This seems like a totally opposite picture of what the Bears are all about. They don't run the ball hardly at all, and they don't play defense very well up the middle of the gut. What's changed about them? They just they weren't a very good football team on Sunday, but they were better than that previous weeks. Well, they just want, they're looking for an identity right now. I think and it starts with them offensively. They have some weapons outside as far as receivers, but right now they haven't run the ball at all well all yeah. year. Seven, seven only, seven rushing attempts. That's the fewest in history for Chicago Bears. Wow. Fewest in history. And you're talking about, man, Sunday, that was Walter Payton bobblehead yes, day. Yes, that was, was Walter yeah. Payton bobblehead day. And so, kind of day. Yeah, and, 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 he and was shaking his head like <laughs> this. What is going yeah, on? It, it was bad. And so they, they just don't have an identity right now. Crazy to see that happening. All right, headline number four, Payton's patchwork plan. Payton's, the pieces you have to work with, that matter the most on game day. And the Bears defense got a rude reminder of that yesterday with no Drew Brees, no Alvin Kamara, no Jared Cook. Sean Payton, the play caller, dug deep into his bag of tricks. Fullback option. Thank you, Bill Parcells. Mm -hmm. Payton embracing, it seems like he's embracing this challenge of, okay, I don't have this, but I can still do this. Not everybody can do this. I mean, this is, yeah. this is special. I mean, to have... Uh, Every week, a new set of circumstances that you have to devise a plan with the pieces that you have against a, you know, a team that's very good. Um, and, and in particular, I thought the personnel groupings really threw the Bears off. I mean, like I said before, there were a lot of – Will Clapp got 18 snaps in this game as that extra offensive lineman. They had a lot of full – Zach Lyon played, played well. Um, and it just seemed like they ran a lot of plays that were familiar – but with different personnel running them. I think it confused the Bears defensively. I really do. Well, I think one of the things that Sean has been up to the challenge is, hey, look, they've put in a lot of long hours just to say, can this player do this? Can this player do that? And they've been able to, do, you know, come up with a scheme that they feel like the players can go out and execute. And like, I agree with you, Sean, like you said, it's similar plays or same plays that they run, but they're running out of different formations or different personnel. And I think that's just the coaches just honing in. This is what we do well, and this is the group that we're going to do it with. We'll give it to you a little bit different, but it's working for them. All right, headline number five, injuries mounting. The bad news from Sunday's win, the loss of some key players to injuries. 
that don't see as, seem as serious the day after. Eli Apple, JT Gray, Patrick Robinson. The biggest, obviously, is Apple. But happening at the right time as they approach the bye week after this coming game on Sunday, if you're going to get injured? I think it's happening at the right time for him just because, knock on wood, you hope it's not anything yeah. serious. I mean, but when you first see it, mm. it does not look good. He's, he's, he's clutching that leg, yeah. and, you know, he – it, it did not look good whatsoever. When you talk about losing JT Gray, JT Gray is the individual, he, he is your starting gunner, as well as he's the individual that blocked the punt for him. And so um, hopefully his is not too serious. And then you look at P-Rob right there, Patrick grabbing Robertson, yeah, he's grabbing that hamstring and he's been banged up this whole year. So hopefully he can get well as also. Look, they haven't had Breeze, they haven't had Kamara, they didn't have Cook. I mean, this is the NFL. No one's gonna send you any sympathy cards. You gotta be ready to play. Um, tough break, but look, they've shown they've been able to manage. Now, I'm curious what happens if Eli Apple has to miss time and Patrick Robinson is out. You have King Crawley. Can he come up? Do they sign a guy? Potentially. Do they trade for a guy? We'll see, but they always seem to manage. This is part of the, part of the job of coaches. You've yeah. got to manage a roster when injuries happen. Done a good job so far. <laughs> From Fox 8 Sports, you're listening to Fox 8 Overtime. All right, welcome back in. Second block means it's time for a little film study, and for that, we turn to Sean. All right, well, who in their right mind would call a fullback option pitch to their third-string quarterback on third and short in a nine-point game? Sean Payton, that two in the play, was just too good to pass up for this week's film study. For Zan's film study, sponsored by Rejuvenate Medical. The Saints are in their base personnel with Taysom Hill as the tailback. It's the only time he's lined up as a tailback with a quarterback under center all season. And that's really the key. The Bears have never seen this personnel grouping and are not sure what to expect from it. On the snap, Teddy Bridgewater gives it to Zach Line. And Line's instincts as an option quarterback in high school kick in almost immediately. Number 94, Leonard Floyd, is unblocked and collapses on Line. That's his read to pitch it, which he does. The Bears didn't know an option play was coming, thus no one accounted for the pitch man. Hill takes the toss. Now look at the blocking. Ryan Ramchek, Larry Warford, Andrus Pete, and Eric McCoy are smothering the Bears defenders, giving Hill nothing but space. He scampers for 23 yards. If this play looked familiar, that's because Sean Payton has called it before. Back in 2017 against Detroit on a fourth and one, Line took a handoff from Drew Brees and ran the option. It was Kamara, though, who took the pitch and gained six yards. So just a creative play call at the perfect time. Peyton did a lot of that on Sunday. And look, when I saw it, I was like, wow, he's, he, he's in the zone yeah. right now. He's yeah. flowing right now. And it was just a hell of a call. Well, and, and some fans have asked, you know, when are we going to see Taysom at tailback? Well, we saw Taysom yeah. <laughs> at tailback. It was just with an option look, and I can guarantee you that's some, there's more coming off of that formation and that particular play. What's interesting about that play to me, and I was listening to Peyton talk about this morning on the phone, he says that's a play he got from Bill Parcells back in the day when he was on the Dallas staff. It's amazing the, the, the information they retain up to this point now. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the NFL, that's what they do. You're going to bar and steal plays yeah. from – 
maybe a long time, decades ago, you go back to the Philly special. That was a play that had been run a long time ago, and they just bring it out at the right, perfect yeah. time. Yep. All right, get you right to the mailbag. Plenty of questions tonight. Submitting on the Final Play app using the Final Word feature. This question from Daniel Barger. Do we need to start being concerned if a Will Lutz's accuracy kicking field goals, or was Sunday chalked up as you can't make them all? I am not worried in any way, shape, or form about Will Lutz. Um, was not terrible conditions, but certainly not perfect conditions. Uh, the 52-yarder looked like it was online, just came up a little bit short. He pushed the 40-plus yarder, made the, uh, uh, the other field goal that, that was able to break that record, as you said. Um, but I guarantee you this, Will Lutz is going to come up clutch many times throughout this season. I think this is just an outlier. Sean, I normally don't even watch Will kick his field goals or at least attempt them. I guess I'll start back watching them yeah. just because there is some, some concern from a few fans, but trust me, that's only from a few fans. We, you have the utmost uh, you know, respect for what he does and, and trust that he's going to do his job and make those field goals. The disadvantage of playing in a dome all the time, do we see it right here with Lutz because he's playing on natural grass a little bit higher there in Chicago? No, I don't think so. I think you know, on, the, on the first, the long one, he does kind of catch the ground a little bit just trying to get enough on it. And the, uh, the, the other one that he missed, he just pushes it. And I don't think it had anything really to do with the dome. All right. No, no, yeah, absolutely. It just looked like the grass was a little bit long, but yeah. still, you just got to kick it through. Okay, our next question comes from Frank down in Homa. Why does Dennis Allen allow the Saints defense to embarrass themselves in the last three minutes of the game? What has changed during the last three minutes of the game on defense? Prevent, prevent, prevent? I, I agree. When you have a 16 or 18-point lead, then the clock is your friend. You want to allow them to catch the ball, and if you can keep them in bounds, keep them in bounds so the clock doesn't stop. You will give up four, five, ten-yard catches. The ones that you can't give up are the plus 20, the plus 30, the plus 40. Exactly. Those are the ones Big that chunks. they want to pre prevent from happening. So for the Saints, you'll give them five yards, as long as the clock keeps rolling. Yeah, I'm not sure what, what they're getting at here. At, at no point yesterday, do you know, feel free to disagree if you do. Um, did I ever feel like, despite the last two minutes of garbage yards, that the game was ever in doubt, that the Bears were going to come back and win that game? At no point did I ever feel that. I understand they scored and they got the onside kick, which is really what it boiled down to. It was the onside kick. They got the extra possession. But, I, look, I, I don't think this is an issue, man. They won by 11 points, probably could have won by 28 points, honestly. And at the end of the day, you look at there was no DeMario Davis in there. There's no A.J. Klein, no Cam mm -hmm. Jordan. And you probably would have took both of your corners out if the other guys don't get hurt earlier in that game. Good point. At Keesler Federal Credit Union, if it's important to you, it's important to us. Here, you're more than a customer, you're a member. And we're more than a financial services provider. We're your financial partner with a genuine interest in your life. So whether you want the best rate on a credit card for the things you love, a home loan for the people you love, or savings and checking that work as hard as you do, we've got you covered. And that's a good thing. From Fox 8 Sports, you're listening to Fox 8 Overtime. All right, welcome back in. Let's get you right back into the Black and Gold Review mailbag. Question here, why take Bridgewater out as long as he is winning? From Anthony Harthcock in Pearl, Mississippi. 
This is why they pay Sean Payton the big bucks. We will let him decide and make that decision. Uh, obviously, he's going to do what's best for the team and put them in the best situation to be successful. I know Drew is planning on practicing this week. For him, even Drew has said, hey, look, I've been throwing the football, but I need to see against the defense. You know, how, how much strength do I have? What is my velocity like? Am I seeing and reading things the same? So uh, he'll go through a full week of practice, and basically it'll be Sean's uh, decision what they do next. I had a feeling this was coming, not necessarily the health of Breeze, but the, I guess the hot streak, if you will, uh, of Teddy Bridgewater, the five straight wins. I'll just say this. It is of my opinion that Teddy has done everything he has asked of him. He has come in. Like I said, he was, he's been steady. He's calmed the water, so to speak, in a very you know, anxious time. But let's be honest. They won two games in this five-game stretch, but they didn't even score two touchdowns. So it's not like the offense has been prolific the entire time. They've had their moments, and they played well last, uh, on Sunday. But... If Breeze is back and he's healthy, and it's clear he's healthy, ready to go, I do think he comes back and this is starting. Is court. it because you think because of a timing situation, him getting back in timing with his players, been out for the last five weeks? Absolutely. He's, he's a guy that thrives on rhythm yeah. and timing, and absolutely. So the quicker he gets back and into a game flow, I think, because there's going to be rust when he comes back, and I can only imagine the criticism when that rust oh, actually comes, but I think this is kind of part of the process. Deuce, let me ask you, as a former player, you have to take the player out of the equation for a second, like their opinion. Like we know Drew wants to play. Mm -hmm. He would have played this past week if mm -hmm. you put the, put the jersey on him. You have to kind of take, pull them back a little bit, don't you, and protect them from themselves? Oh, you have to protect them from themselves. And so basically from the doctor's standpoint, they will lean on that. But at the end of the day, you want to see how he's practicing. Like, like Sean has said, right now he hadn't even practiced. He hadn't thrown a ball against even the scout team defense. And so once he's done that, let's just say he gets tackled, he can get up, the, the finger is fine, it feels okay, then they'll have to make a decision from that standpoint. I mean, obviously, he wants to play right now, no doubt about it. Take into consideration Kamara and Cook are both also injured as well when you factor in whether Breeze comes back, or do you try to bring them back all together? No, I think whoever's healthy, yeah. you bring them back. I don't yeah. think, you know, it has to be a package deal. If they're healthy, let them go. The other thing you worry about is, and I guess it could, this could happen, whether it happens after the bye week or happens in the game, next game he comes out with Arizona, he gets hit on that hand because it's going to happen. Whether it be on a helmet, throwing the ball again, you're concerned about re-injuring a, a thumb that's maybe not 100% feeling right, even though it feels good. Re-injury is always a case. Yeah. There's always a fear in the NFL. Injury and re-injury is always a fear. But you wonder if it's strong enough, though, don't you? But how do you know unless yeah. you play and get hit? Yeah. You gotta, it's one of those things you got to get hit to really know. Yeah, you're right. From Fox 8 Sports, you're listening to Fox 8 Overtime. Up next on the Saints schedule, a very game Arizona Cardinals team that has looked the part of a division challenger the past three weeks. All wins for the Cardinals. All eyes have been on the Cards rookie quarterback, Kyler Murray, who's gotten better as the season's gone on. And in Sunday's win against the Giants, Murray got some help from running back Chase Edmonds. He ran for three scores. Saints defense versus Cardinals rookie quarterback. How do you see this kind of playing out a little bit? Maybe perfect scenario for the Saints defense? Young guy hasn't seen a lot yet? Well, I think for the Saints, they want to show him some different looks. But at the end of the day, you know that Murray wants to get out of the pocket. I think, you know, also uh, on some of the shorter drops, you have to be able to get your hands up. He, he is deep, though, as far as a quarterback, you know. So normally, you may be able to bat a ball down, but right. he is so deep that, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they try to uh, not necessarily confuse 
confusing, but just show him different looks, like you said, Juan. At height, get those deep drops to kind of see over those linemen because he's only 5'9 and a half, 5'10. I think this is, Arizona's a little bit of a dangerous team because I'm not sure they know who they are yet. And so how do you pre prepare for a team that, that doesn't necessarily have an identity yet? And they've won three straight games, so they're confident, but they don't really know what they're doing yet. So I think this could be a tricky game. It looked a lot easier a few weeks ago than it does this Sunday. Are you concerned about the Saints secondary with question yes, marks around I, Eli absolutely, Apple? Absolutely. I mean, if you have, I mean, there's only so many quality bodies to go around. If you have three, four cornerbacks down, that could, that could be an issue. Well, you're definitely concerned about it, and, you know, we won't really know truly until later on in the week if those guys are going to be available. But, I mean, just the package of receivers that they have normally used, that being Arizona, you know you need some healthy bodies at cornerback. Real quickly, how does Patrick Peterson change their look on defense? Well, he definitely changed it because now he can be a lockdown guy for him. He can travel with your best receiver. Uh, he, he played his first game yesterday after serving suspension. So Patrick definitely changes their defense. No doubt. Shut down corner. He's going to lock up with 13 all day. Yeah, mm -hmm. Tiger fans will be pulling for him halfway. Mm -hmm. And a reminder that the Black and Gold Review Show is only a part of our football on Fox State schedule throughout the season. More pigskin talk as well as instant reaction to the Pelican season opener on overtime tomorrow night. We've got a full preview of the Cardinals on Wednesday night's game plan. Friday is time for the high school kids. Sean Vazan, Chris Hagan, and Garland Gill on a Fox State football Friday. And then Sunday it's game day routine. Fox 8 Live tailgate at 10. Kickoff at noon. Wrap up the day with the final play at 1030. And we do it all over again after that like we do each and every week. Until next time, for Deuce, Sean, and everyone here at Fox 8, I'm Juan. Thanks for watching. Our next newscast is at 4.30 in the morning. Have a great night. At Keesler Federal Credit Union, if it's important to you, it's important to us. Here, you're more than a customer. You're a member. And we're more than a financial services provider. We're your financial partner with a genuine interest in your life. So whether you want the best rate on a credit card for the things you love, a home loan for the people you love, or savings and checking that work as hard as you do, we've got you covered. And that's a good thing. From Fox 8 Sports, this has been Fox 8 Overtime.